Hello and welcome to episode two of the Shea Get Social podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. And to start, I just want to give a massive, massive, massive thank you to everyone who listened to episode one, the introduction to Shea Get Social. It really meant a lot that so many of you came across from my social media, my Facebook group, and even my friends and family to have a listen. Really nerve wracking putting yourself out there like that but so fun and so worthwhile so I'm excited to keep going and particularly want to thank everyone who's been really understanding about the quality factor this is the last time I'm actually going to mention this because like I said in the last episode I really hate when people point out issues in like their microphone or quality like camera quality or audio quality or whatever because you usually don't notice until they've pointed it out but I was All this week, I was like, I need to do an intro, I need to do an intro, I need to do an intro. And then I realized everything that I was trying to do to create this intro, it just didn't sound like me. It didn't sound natural. So I'm just going to take my time in creating it, finding something that represents me well and represents what the podcast is all about. And then once that's done, you guys will have an intro. But for now, we are sticking to the really back to basics Apple headphones, voice recording, no editing because it's super raw and super conversational, which is what I love. I just love to like chat to you guys like you're my besties. So without further ado, I will introduce you to today's episode topic, which is three mindset shifts that can help you in your personal and professional life. Honestly, this idea for this episode just popped into my head probably 15 minutes ago so you can really see that I'm just pushing this content out really organically and keeping it super raw. I had no plans to record a podcast today actually and potentially a little hungover but we'll push through that because I think these ideas are really going to help some of you guys uh, break through some barriers that you might be having personally or professionally whether you're working for someone like you're employed or whether you are an entrepreneur like myself, you will find these really handy. So the very first tip, number one, numero uno, is to have an attitude of gratitude. Now, I know this is probably the one out of these three tips that you've heard before, but I think it always helps to get it into your head if you're hearing it over and over again, like repetition, the power of repetition, um, and also helpful to hear it from a different perspective because I know from talking to other people that sometimes when someone just tells you like be grateful like be grateful write down what you're grateful for that doesn't connect with some people and I totally get why I am a bit more on the woo-woo side compared to some other people that I know like my friends and family I'm a bit more like into that deep meaningful stuff whereas they're more practical so I do sometimes have to change away change around sorry the way that I talk about this stuff but being grateful, it's not a an issue of whether you are grateful or not, because I think everyone is, or I hope, I guess I always look on the good side, but I hope everyone is innately grateful for things. Like there's no way that you can't be innately grateful if you were sitting in a warm house right now, you've got dinner coming tonight, you've got, you know, clothes to wear, you've got an internet connection, you are just deep inside you, you are grateful. But the problem is that we don't often acknowledge that and we don't recognize it and say, oh, hello, like this is my like privilege. As they say, like check your privilege, but (laughs) I'm kidding, kind of. (laughs) Um, 
So my suggestion is doing what I do and not feeling pressured to be in this big like routine of journaling or, um, you know, getting super deep and spiritual about it. I sometimes go down that path, but other times I don't. So what I do is I have a whiteboard in my room where at the moment I've got written down daily gratitude. And when I wake up in the morning, that's the first thing I see. So depending on my mood, I will just lie there for a little while and think about what I'm grateful for. Or if it's at nighttime usually and I'm feeling like writing, I will write down what I'm grateful for. So you need to have some checks in place to remind you to be grateful because we we just like we take these things for granted. We not only take our you know our house, our clothes, our family, and everything for for granted, but we take for granted the power of actually saying something out loud, writing something down, of acknowledging something. It's like when you have a problem, you know it's there, but sometimes the most therapeutic thing to do is actually talk about it or write it down. Like people write down their problems and burn it on a piece of paper, or whatever to cleanse it from you it works like you just have to get it out and it's the same thing with gratitude you might feel like you're a grateful person like you might feel like of course I'm grateful I'm you know I don't I help my parents I do this I do that and I show my gratitude but you need to literally just put it down in front of you and think about it now why does gratitude help you in your personal and your professional life well there is no way that someone who is feeling so grateful and so happy for everything that they are privileged to have in life whether it's something that they've been lucky and you know it's chance or I suppose you could believe it's destiny like your family that you were born into was super supportive and super amazing or if it's something that you've worked really hard towards and now you're grateful for it and you're grateful for yourself for giving that to you with that attitude of gratitude you will never take for granted the opportunities that lay before you in business like one of the things that I often remind myself of when I'm having a really down day I'm feeling really lonely I'm sick of working at home I'm bored and I just want to go out and like get into a different environment which I often do is I think how lucky am I that I can work well actually I work six days a week but I don't work full days usually how lucky am I that I can work like five hours a day six days a week and I can survive and I can thrive and I can save and I can be flexible with my working hours and I can wake up late if I'm not feeling well or if I can stay up late and work if I'm feeling more like a night owl and feeling creative after dark how lucky am I to be able to do that? And then that fuels me to keep going and keep pushing when I'm feeling that lack of motivation. It pushes me forward. So that is your first tip to be grateful because gratitude never hurt nobody and you can almost understand without me even explaining why it's important that it is important because it's such a positive energy that you can bring into your life. Now, this is where it's going to get interesting because the following two points are much more me, my style of thinking and just things I've picked up from some books and, and experience. So I'll start with the first one, which is letting things fly over your head or, as I like to put it, not taking things personally. So I've really built up this skill from personal experiences and from professional experiences and I'll start just by saying that often the term 
of letting something fly over your head or something flying over your head is negative. It means like you don't understand, you didn't get the joke, you're not a part of it, whatever. But I honestly view it as such a good thing and it is a skill that I definitely am grateful for. So why is this important? It basically is like a shield against any negativity that you might encounter, any kind of doubtful emotions or, you know, not just self-doubt, but like other people's negative crap and negative talk and, you know, being mean or whatever it might be to you, you can just literally shield yourself from it by letting it fly over your head. Um, this skill I find is best developed. You kind of, it's like building up a thick skin, I guess. Like often you'll have to go through experiences to get to that stage. Um, I often say that you need to get to your breaking point, <laughs> which sounds really bad. And I'm sure you don't actually need to get to your breaking point, but that's definitely what I've had to do personally and professionally to be able to get this skill under my belt. So I'll use the situation of work. If you're in a job that you don't like, you're not passionate about, you you know, maybe you're, you're really um, intent on having the job, but you're not doesn't fuel you creatively it doesn't inspire you whatever there'll always be that point when you hit you crack and you sort of tick past your breaking point so it's like when the turn of the millennium came and everyone was waiting for it to flick onto the year 2000 and they thought the world was going to end but then it just keeps on ticking but that doesn't change the fact that we changed from the 20th to the 21st century it still happened so an example for me is when I was working at my last retail job, which was the last job that I had before I started my business. I had already been in retail so for six years at this point, and I had this job for two years. So I think it was from two, yeah, 2015 to 2017, about two and a half years. And at this job, I had way more responsibility than my previous retail jobs, um, I did a little bit of managing and it was a much smaller team and much more contact with the customers and much more pressure to sell, things like that. And I just remember there was this point where I was like, and it, this is as I started the business and I was like, oh my God, I want to be doing this. I don't want to be doing this. And I used to take it so personally if like a client, I mean, a customer would be rude. I'd just be like, it w I would let it ruin my mood for the rest of the shift and then something just clicked over and I started letting it like I would visualize it almost like seeing their insults and their negativity just literally like come it's like a an aura I guess like out of them and just go straight over my head and like it's like I never noticed it and it's actually a really good skill to have that in also not letting others know that their negativity has affected you I know there's obviously situations where it's really important to let people know how you feel, but if it's something that you know you're just taking personally for no reason or that, you know, that kind of thing, this is a really handy skill to have to let yourself detach from the situation and either you can revisit it later when you're more calm or you can let it go. So once it passes over your head, you can just like let it fly and you don't have to think about it again. 
And this really helped me to be able to not only just survive in that job, but also to sell better, to provide better customer service, because we all know how people can be in any profession, but retail is renowned for having really bad experiences with customers. And I certainly was no exception to that, but I stopped letting it uh, affect me and I stopped letting it mess with me to the point that even this is going to sound really terrible. I'm sorry to anyone who is against this, but like there's always going to be those people that actually take the whole, the customer's always right thing way too far. And having this skill actually, because you've built it up and you've let, you sort of start learning what to filter and what, what should go over your head and what shouldn't. And it really helped me to stand up for myself in situations where no, this is not going to go over my head. This is too far. And I'm going to say something. So amazing skill to have. And if you you don't have this skill and you find yourself taking a lot of things personally, I think the first red flag of this is that you have a lot of issues with friends and feeling really negative and sad around your friendships and things like that. Then you need to start using this. And like I said, the best way you can do it is to start using visualization, to start imagining it as like a ball or, you know, an aura or whatever, just like flying straight over your head every time they say something or every time you think they say something or you think that they're being rude or you think that they don't like you, no matter what it is, even if it's actually not true and, you know, you're just assuming maybe you're making some assumptions, maybe you're a bit paranoid or you're anxious, let that just literally just visualize that and let it float straight over your head and past you like a cloud, like a ball, like whatever you want it to be. And I promise you it will help. This exercise is so, so powerful once you get it down pat. So give it a go. Let me know what you think because I really honestly think that will help you and it detaching from things is so important in business as well because you obviously you can't let you, I you have emotion, but you can't let emotion rule you in professional situations because it's just going to get in the way, especially if you're already in a negative space with like self-doubt, anxiety or whatever. Now, I will move on to numero tre. And that is recognizing, sorry, I was just trying to think how to word this. It's like, I call it the what's the worst that could happen exercise. So basically, I read about this kind of in the four-hour work beat, the the four-hour work week, the book. If you haven't read it, I seriously recommend it. If you're someone who is um, aiming to work for yourself or to even just to reduce your work working hours and still maximize your income, it is by Tim Ferriss. So. You'll probably recognize that name and if you don't, a quick Google search will certainly tell you all about him. It's a New York Times bestseller and I was actually gifted this book by my mother-in-law and it has been a game changer just for building my business and what my priorities are and things like that. So highly recommend you read it. But basically in the book at some point, I can't actually remember exactly where it is, but he talks about when people are afraid to start a business or afraid to do anything, he tells them, like, just think, what's the worst thing that could happen? And this honestly changed my perspective so much when I was really doubting myself, 
six months into my business, I actually quit my retail job. So highly risky considering income's not as stable and I have goals, you know, like I have saving goals. I want to go traveling. I want to move out. I want to buy my own house. So although I believed that I could definitely do these things through my own business, it's still a massive risk to take. This book, when I read that line, something just clicked in me and I was like, oh my God, what's the worst that could happen? And you know what the worst that could happen to me in that situation was? Maybe the absolute worst. Like this isn't even what I thought was the worst. I just thought I will fail. That's the worst. I failed the business and then what? And I just thought to myself, I can get a job in retail. Like if I couldn't then find a job in marketing or PR or social media, whatever, I will just get another job in retail. Like it's not that hard, especially now that I've built up the skill of just letting things fly over my head. I can certainly get through another year or two in retail. So having that, it's kind of like having your major, it's like you have plan A, plan B, plan C. This is like your plan Z and rather than seeing plan Z as like this negative thing, you see it as a positive and it absolutely just makes you feel so much more confident in making decisions and particularly I'd say when you're doing something for the first time or you're pursuing a passion project or pursuing a new business, it just really twists things around for you. So if you're doubting something that you really want to do or you're feeling this pull towards you know starting a business or you've got this great business idea but you're so scared and you keep thinking about all the negatives I highly encourage you to just write down on a piece of paper the absolute worst case scenario that could happen so like you know maybe you go you start the business and then you go broke and you can't repay your business loan and I don't know you know, the worst scenario in your head, everyone's will be different. And then what I want you to do is just underneath that, or, you know, you can cross things out and squiggle the solution is, I just said it, write down how you would solve that situation if that actually did happen. So for me, it was, I fail at my business. I don't have any clients. I can't keep going. I have no income. What's my solution? start applying for for other jobs, start applying for full-time work, start applying for part-time work in my field. So like in communication specifically, because I never had a job after I finished uni. So that would be the, the next obvious step. And then if that doesn't work, I'm in desperate need of income and I'm not getting a job fast enough. I would start applying for retail jobs because retail I obviously have experience in and I live right near a shopping center. I have a lot of friends still in retail, so I'm sure I could get a job back in there. And that was my solution. So do that exercise, find your worst case scenario and your solution and let it reassure you that you can overcome any obstacle and use that to start making more decisions and taking action in your business and even in your personal life too. Like if you, for example, I know a lot of people have like, it just say like you have a crush on someone. I never used to, I never used the word crush, but anyway, you have a crush on someone and you're scared to tell them. Like I used to be when I was a young little gal, um, you're scared to tell them that you have a crush on them. Rather than just not doing anything, think what's the worst thing that could happen if I tell them? 
And if that worst thing is like, they totally reject me and they never want to speak to me again. Well, okay. What's your solution to that is either you just keep bugging them (laughs) or you, if you've implemented step two, you let fly over your head or you say, okay, I'll, I'll take it as if that happens, I'll take it as a sign that we're not meant to be. And I will just go off, start living my life and what's meant to be will come for me. So it can be applied to so many situations, just basically any time that you're scared and you're probably on the verge of breaking through your comfort zone. So that is all I really wanted to chat about today. Um, I really hope this helped you guys. I know I do look, I'm not going to apologize. I do have a tendency for rambling and stuff, but I really hope that you got the point of these tips and it's You've actually got two exercises now that you can go and do and start using these in your everyday life and report back to me how they work because they've certainly worked for me. And I, I know with the letting things lie over your head, I've never really heard anyone speak about that anywhere, like at least not in that way with visualizing. And obviously Tim Ferriss speaks about the um, worst case scenario. But again, I, do, I don't really hear that from other people in this industry like whether you're talking about just entrepreneurship in general like coaching um social media managers like everything it's usually nobody wants to focus on the worst case scenario because a lot of people are just like pushing you to imagine your best because that's what they want to sell to you that they can push you towards your best but a lot of people need that reassurance that if the worst was to come that they could get over it So yeah, thank you for listening to episode two. And if you have any suggestions for what you would like me to talk about, if you want me to talk about any of these three tips in more depth, I can certainly do that. But if you have any other ideas, uh, any specific social media, PR or copywriting questions, I would be so happy to answer them. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to Shake It Social. It has been an absolutely amazing well what was I about to say I was gonna say it's been an absolute pleasure to get social with you today and I hope you will join me in the next episode make sure you subscribe leave a review if you are feeling particularly passionate about the podcast but with oh my god this is so bad because I'm not even editing this so like when I get like into a pause I've got my diffuser going in my room and it's just like made me so tired so as I've been recording the podcast I've been getting more and more tired anyway I'm gonna let you guys go now let me know also if you enjoy like the format of this being very like conversational and chill and or if you would prefer more structure and like you know fancy editing and stuff but yeah I hope you have an amazing week it is Sunday here in Australia so heading into the first official week of June the first official week of winter and I am totally ready to take it on so have an amazing Sunday night or Saturday wherever you are in the world and I will speak to you soon